Hey there, Jets fans. Welcome back to another post-game audio recap. We are recapping Game 5, where the Jets played Carolina Hurricanes in Winnipeg, and the Jets won 3-1. to one. Uh, The guys, uh, I wasn't able to record with them, so they did some recording, but they did miss a few things. Uh, one would be Kulikov getting his in for his first game of the season. Kind of unusual that he can't crack the lineup on the left side, but when there's space on the right side, all of a sudden he's in the lineup on the second line. <laughs> kind of an unusual thing. Uh, the Jets got shelled again. I was only able to catch bits and pieces of the game. Uh, but uh, I'm going to guess that the defense wasn't that good. I'm sure I know the guys talked a bit about that, but not specifically about Kulikov, but make your own opinions about that. I don't think there was uh, too too much uh, to say about that. But uh, Laurent Brossois uh, decided to get in the game and play out of his mind, faced a whole ton of shots the Jets were faced with many many shots and uh, he only gave up one goal so good for him getting his uh, first game in uh, maybe he will do a lot better than at, uh, we all initially thought because of uh, his past record and uh, not much of name recognition and a pretty small contract didn't seem like uh, seemed like the Jets maybe dropped the ball on that one but uh, he seems like maybe the right type of person character to to take this opportunity and run with it and uh, he certainly had a much better start than uh, Steve Mason did last year, so good for him. Uh, the guys didn't talk too much about uh, Dano and him getting waived today. The more and more I personally look at the situation, it seems like he likely did ask to get waived to go play somewhere else, but the reason he asked for that is knowing that he uh, wasn't next up in the Jets lineup. So uh, obviously Coach Maurice didn't value him as high as he did Brendan Lemieux, and he probably asked to be traded or to go somewhere else. And uh, my suspicion is he probably asked for this a year ago already. So uh, if you look back at his career, you can see that he didn't get much play time with the Jets pretty much his, his whole time here. He's played a total. He's been here, here since 2015-16, um, and he's played a total of 82 games. One, one whole season if you add it all together. In that time, he's had 22 points. 10 goals and 12 assists, so about a point every uh, four games, which is, uh, you know, that's uh, okay-ish for third, fourth liner. I like Marco Dano, a lot of other people do, but he wasn't given much of an opportunity, so I, it was time for him to go. So good for him. He'll get those opportunities. Um, uh, so if you like him, you can cheer that uh, he's probably going to get an opportunity. If you don't like him, you can cheer that he's gone, and uh, everyone can make up their opinions about Paul Maurice and his uh, decisions and valuing of certain players over other ones. But with that Tanev, Lowry, cop line doing as well as it has and obviously being cemented in, uh, it's unlikely that Dano's getting in anywhere else. And especially they look like they want to make some room for Patan to get back in the lineup. So the, uh, this is a perfect way to do that. Uh, I honestly think Tano's, uh, Tano, <laughs> Patan will likely get some time uh, on that second line with uh, Ehlers and Line A. I kind of think that might be in the future. You can quote me on it. I don't know if I'm right. I got no inside information, but uh, just something to to pay attention to. Uh, so I think that's all I want to say about it. I think the guys uh, commented on a bunch of other things. They had some fun. Chris is going to get his internet fixed, hopefully, eventually. And uh, that's it. So uh, enjoy the rest of the game recap. Hey Jets fans, welcome to the Jets Centric Podcast, our Game 5 recap tonight. Uh, Jets beat Carolina 3-1. We're here today with uh, Chris and Ryan. And Hi! Gonna... Oh, there hey. they are. 
we're going to give our thoughts on the games and uh, maybe even a little bit about those uh, third jerseys which made their debuts tonight. So maybe we'll start with the third jerseys and then we'll go on to the more important stuff after that. So what did you guys think of the third jerseys? How do they look out there flying around the ice? I, For me, I thought they look... The uniform looks great. In my house tonight, there was like five or six of us watching the game tonight. It's the logo that is the problem. Uh, the uniform looks good. The jersey looks good. The numbers are nice and sharp. But the logo is so lame. And that's the issue. But on ice, they look great. Um, other than the W on Lowry's name. <laughs> looks <Yeah>. absolutely <laughs> asinine. I don't know. That's not a capital W where I come from. So, uh, or an uppercase, I guess some might call it. But uh, yeah, I think that as a uniform, as a kit, as some people will call it, it looks pretty good. Uh, it, what I don't like is the logo. It's funny that uh, you mentioned W because I saw you tweeted about it. Or someone tweeted about the W not looking quite right. I kind of just shrugged it off, and then someone posted a picture, and I, I was like, wow, that's it's a completely different font. Yeah. yeah, it's not it's not right. There's something wrong with it. Like actually, like where do they get that letter? That's right. I I saw that picture someone posted there. I don't know if it was you, Chris, or whoever, but yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was like what like what happened here? Where like did they just forget to get a proper W and use whatever they had on hand? I guess I don't know, but yeah. So that's that. I think you know what I thought, like just that light blue with those dark blue pants or whatever. I just didn't really get a good feel for it. I don't know. I don't know if they need different pants with it or what, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know. The helmets too. I don't know if it's just the dark blue contrast with the light blue for me on the, on the screen or something, but that's, that's how I feel about it anyway. So anyways, we'll get onto the game. Uh, so the jets got absolutely slaughtered um, in shots pretty much doubled I think was the final or pretty close to double they were outplayed a lot um I didn't watch the entire game <clears throat> but I did see I did walk in uh, I got home from work just as line a scored so you're all welcome for that one so uh Chris what were some maybe some positives to look for in this game as they kind of got outshot a lot but what what were some good things to watch yeah, I was also, I had half an eye till about halfway through the game also till just before the line A goal. So, uh, but uh, sort of the same as the other night uh, on the recap, uh, the goaltending was fantastic. Um, and I didn't notice a lot of guys standing out tonight. I think Connor seemed to have an, an all right night. Uh, they, these are the, <laughs> this is where I have a problem when we do these recaps because tomorrow morning somebody's going to look at a chart at a heat map or at Corsi and say, oh, yeah, so-and-so didn't play very good, you know, blah, blah, blah. But uh, eye test is immediate. I, it felt like Connor played played well tonight. And the little line, a uh, Ehlers line, seemed to have their best game of the of the season so far. So those are... Oh, uh, oh we just lost Chris. So he Chris said that... Uh... <laughs> Ehlers little line, it looked good. So, uh, so Ryan, what about your uh, good positives to take from the game tonight um i agree with what he was just going there was ehler's little line a looked much better they were a complete different animal um little especially looked completely different he looked like maybe a player that we know him from a couple of years ago he was he was on the puck he was making plays he got some shots and of course he got the goal there um 
uh, it's good to see them start to come together. I disagree with when people are saying the Jets got slaughtered tonight. Yes, they got outshot 18 to 6 in the first, and the final shot count looks bad. But when you look at the second and third period, they're only outshot by five in those two periods combined. So I, I think it was a lot better than uh, we're saying. And they won. So you have to look at that, right? The stats might not be there for us, but we won the game. Yeah, that's, you know, when I guess that's kind of the important part is they did get the W, even though they did face some kind of adversity. I mean, they did get outplayed in the first period, especially. And the, the second period, from what I heard anyway, was a good bounce back. So, and like you just mentioned about uh, Little there, <clears throat> in that shot that he had on the winning goal with, was it just, was it two or three? It was just two minutes left. Yeah, that was, that was a nice shot he had on that nice pass across, cross ice. I think we got Chris back, so we'll 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 get him back. Continuing on that thought about uh, Ehlers, Little, and Line there. Yeah, I didn't have much to add. It just seemed like they had a, an all right night. This is two two recordings in a row that I jumped out. So sorry yeah. about that. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> I know a guy who can fix your internet if that's a problem. <laughs> do you? Do do you? Because <laughs> he didn't. So. Hey, we're supposed to add humor to the podcast. I noticed some feedback, so we need to loosen we this up to, a little bit. Yeah, um, we need to get some comedic value in there. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been so straight edge on my couple appearances here. Now, now we'll go to the to the real stuff here. We'll turn on the the clown meter or something there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so we just finished up some some positives. Uh, I'll go with mine. I mean, obviously, I was just mentioned the little goal was pretty nice at the end there it was a nice shot from a, on a nice cross ice pass on a turnover i believe morris he had a big hand in that was he the one that made the pass across i think he was yes yeah yeah so that was fourth that was an excellent year yeah nice fourth pass. And, yeah fourth assist in five games so he's actually doing pretty well pretty did he have a sorry to interrupt you daniel did he have a great game tonight like morris is that something we should be talking about yeah like he was the number one guy tonight right who's that morrissey yeah, with no Bufflin and I mean, yeah, Morrissey again. You know what? We were saying on the other night there was it the Nash, the Nashville game where he had like twenty six minutes there. I think he probably had pretty close to that again tonight. I would assume, and he did look pretty good out there from what I saw. Obviously, we're going yeah. all eye tests as we mentioned earlier, so so that's pretty good. And of course, uh, everyone's uh, who the guy who is not but is ready. Uh, Kyle Connor had the uh, the pad. Uh, Stat padding goal at the end there, <laughs> 0.4 seconds. Uh, just checking here, Morris, he had 25 minutes of ice time, so he did lead the team tonight. Um, Kyle Connor had 22 and a half minutes of ice time, wow. which, which was uh, third on the team behind just Truba. Or Truba, or him and Shifley are pretty close to the same. So, yeah, they're rolling Connor, Shifley, and Wheeler, obviously, I guess. <clears throat> so maybe, uh, sorry. So no, if you're still going with that thought, continue. No, no, you could take it. Um, I was just going to add a couple more positives because I felt like we are going to start going to negatives. But face-off percentage again, 59% tonight. Um, in the third period, Little noticed a lot of big wins after uh, an icing or in the offensive zone. Wasn't uh, he at a super high percentage, Ryan, himself? Sorry? Was uh, Little not at a super high percentage tonight? 60 something or something like he was way up there tonight i think himself he was 67 percent, 12 for 18 wow yeah yeah. Wow, yeah 
obviously that helps the team as a whole, but it's just another thing that kind of made him stand out tonight and back to his old self in a sense. It wasn't a perfect game by any means, but at least he was visible and we knew he was out there helping the team. And I guess the other thing I was going to touch on was uh, only took two penalties this game and did not give up a goal on the penalty kill. So Great point. That's a huge improvement from uh, the, what did they take, eight the other game there with one, one double minor in there. So, yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a pretty big deal. And, uh, again, this isn't really a positive or a negative, but I'm looking Roslevic, Veselin, and Perot. Uh, Vesa had seven minutes, and Roslevic and Perot had just over eight minutes each. So, again, just kind of situational again tonight, I would say. Kind of rolling out with that fast Carolina team probably – limited their ice time a little bit. I mean, I was hoping they'd be able to use the home ice and kind of get them out there when they when they could, you know, get them on the, the the last change and stuff. But obviously they didn't. I only noticed the Rossovic line out once, maybe twice in the third period. So I'm not sure if anyone can check that pretty quick there. But Well, the... Um... Uh, sorry, the uh, this might be the last time we see Veselinen, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true, actually. Uh, I think uh, Patan slots in now. Yeah, yeah Patan had his... Do we think... Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Chris. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, I was just going to say Patan, he, uh, he did take the to the ice yesterday with the team, if I'm not mistaken, so he'll be back fairly soon. Maybe, maybe by... I think they play on... The Jets play on... Thursday night, so I'm kind of predicting he'll be back then. I feel like Tuesday will probably be pushing it a little too much. So anyways, yeah, yeah. Uh, go on with what you were going to say there, Chris. Well, I just wonder if the Patan thing changes more than just, you know, uh, Veselainen in and Patan out. Uh, of course, it's typical that uh, little line eight Ehlers would have a good night tonight when you're, you know, maybe one game or two games away from adding a playmaking center and trying something different. Yeah. Not that I, you know, I I think we all are pretty realistic in the fact that Maurice isn't going to drop Patan into the number two center on Thursday, but you know, there was some dead weight there for, you know, the first four games and maybe brought. Uh, So I don't think that's going to happen at this point now, but uh, you just wonder if adding a player like him changes everything because, like we talked about uh, on the last game recap, the Lowry line is right now their number two line. And so where are we uh, going to make some changes or, or get people into, you know, more of a, uh, a consistent role rolling four lines, like six minutes, five minutes for Matthew Perot is seems, I mean, ridiculous. I don't know if that's the word, but that's well, what I'll call it. One shift. Like that line only had one shift in the third period. Yeah, so it was just that one that I noticed them on then. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. And AJ was talking last night or last last uh, recap about Pro getting some PK time. He's not getting that. There wasn't a parade to the box like there was against Nashville. So there's no excuse for not rolling four lines on a light night night like tonight, except for the fact that it was a tie game, right? So yeah, you have a tie game and you don't you don't trust Veselin and Roslovic except. Why do you have Pearl with them then? 
Yeah, like you put, I think, like like AJ especially himself has been saying, and I mean, I do agree with him, is you put Perot with them to help carry them a little bit, right? That's why Perot's on the team. I mean, Perot's an excellent, he drives the play, like he's he's one of the top forwards in the league at driving, at play driving. We've seen, well, we've he's... seen demonstrated on graphs and all those charts and all the fancy stuff. So, I mean, why... Why would you? He's one of the best, if not the best, four checker on the team. Yeah. Oh, don't forget about Brandon Tanev, though. Hey, you know what? As much <laughs> uh, crap that we give him, I've I've really liked his game. He's he's improving, which is good because he didn't have too much skill before. <laughs> so to see him improve is huge. And if he keeps doing that, then I don't mind him being on the team. He's on the penalty kill. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, you I, know what? Like, I'll agree with that on Tanev. I don't actually hate him as much as I put out in the real world. Like, he's he's a fine player. It's just, and that, like, that as long as he can stay with Lowry and Cobb, I guess they make him look better than he is because they're, they're, they're good players too, right? So that kind of, that probably kind of factors in. I mean, could you put Tanev up, say, like, I'm just throwing out examples here. Like, if you put, like, Tanev and Lyonie with a center, like, is that going to work? Like what? What? What do you think? Sorry, if you put who? If you put like say say you put Tanev and Liney together as wingers with a center, say say little, say they bump Ehlers down or something. What does does that work? I, I don't think so. I I think Tanev is more reactionary. He uh, he's not much of a playmaker. He's more just go with all oh, the pucks on my stick. I'm gonna go hundred miles an hour. And crash and bang and just rip to the net. I don't think that's a style you get from a natural scorer like Line. Yeah, yeah, so that, I, and that's, I don't believe that works. Yeah, that's kind of where I was going with that. Just that he's kind of got to play in the more checking role, which is fine. Like, I mean, you need those players too, right? You need those checking. Yeah. Speed, well, speed isn't is just part of the package and everything, but you need those kind of players. So, and and this is where the whole discussion and dispute and and a lot all that comes is to me and and we haven't talked about it yet is is maybe marco dano can play that defensive game the same as tanev but there's a guy that can actually finish a pass from lowry and cop and that can cycle in the in the offensive zone and make an impact and so i get frustrated when a guy like tanev who's an undrafted player is getting more ice time than a first round draft pick and a guy that has proven to score five on five. And so you wonder, okay, Tana's okay at what he's doing at this moment, like we've all said, and everybody's okay with that. There's a lot of moments and a lot of games though, where the puck comes to him and there's a mistake and there's no chance that he's going to score. I mean, he scored 70% of his goals in four of his 130 NHL games. Yeah, like he has two hat tricks and and two two goal games and no other goals ever. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So you wonder if a guy with skill and a guy that could be taught to play defensively. I don't think he's very good defensively. I've always talked about the fact he leaves the zone early all the time, which is frustrating when you don't score. If you're a guy that doesn't score, where are you going? <laughs> like you don't have a reason to be leaving the zone because you're not going to score. And, and he's slopping around, flopping around, hitting the boards, falling this and that a guy like Marco Dano doesn't do that. And I just think that if you've got cop and Lowry that works so well together and it doesn't have to be Dano, I'm just using him as an example. Yeah. 
if you put a Dano on that line, all of a sudden that line becomes a threat to score to me because they yeah. don't score now. Especially with and, all and the, that's where my frustration comes. Yeah, especially with all the zone time that Lowry and Cop seem to be able right. to generate. That's you need a scorer there, right? You need someone that can put it in the back of the net consistently. I mean, it's not like Lowry and Cop and Tana don't score, but you need someone that can actually like finish, right? Sure, or keep them as a fourth line. Yeah. Don't play them second line minutes and have them rolling out every second whistle. Yeah, because they're not they're they're keeping the puck out of their own net, sure, but they're not really helping the other way. And so you're handcuffing the uh the pro rock line to have these other guys that are just kind of playing an even game. Maybe they're playing high higher coursey, but they're not scoring. They're not an advantage to your team. So and again, this is one of those things that there's certain people that we know on Twitter tomorrow will say, I'm an idiot for. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. I think in, in an old school hockey mentality of just what are we doing? Can we rethink things? I think that I'm thinking that. <laughs> can we drop him again? <laughs> I think uh, we sent him the best buy tomorrow to get a new router. Yeah, there we go. Get the get one of those those fancy routers or something that's yeah. <laughs> okay uh so we were kind of touching on marco dano a little bit there so uh the jets placed them on waivers uh i guess it was this morning at 11 a.m or whatever the time is they have to do that so i guess i don't know i guess that's the end of his time as a winnipeg jedi i mean he's a pretty good player i assume he'll get claimed oh oh is he back this is enough that's... i won't say anything else <laughs> <laughs> we were just saying we got to send you to Best Buy or something to get a new router tomorrow. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. Yeah, I think it's Anchor just detecting bad takes. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> it could be, but uh, then, no, buddy, I agree with you. I, I don't know how they. Could, I don't know how they could know that your takes are yours though. Like, yeah, I I haven't got kicked yet. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's incredible, really. So we were just going to touch on Marco Dano a little bit there. Um, so he got placed on waivers this morning or this afternoon or whatever it was, um, which would likely spell the end of his time with the Jets. So that's just kind of a little bit of news there in case you missed it, which you probably didn't. So what what do we think of that? Like, this, what What do we think? I want to say he doesn't get picked up. You think he'll clear? Uh, yeah, and... Because of the timing, we're still within the first few games of the season. A lot of teams are still evaluating their own rosters, what to do with some of their young guys. They don't want to bring in another one like Dano to make it more confusing. They're still trying to figure out their own situations with their Danos. If that makes sense. Yeah, I could see that. I guess that that, that, that is a good point there. Like There is obviously all or most of the 30 other teams – they have their own Marco Dano kind of guys that are trying to slot in or they're trying to figure out what they want to do with him. So I guess another possibility is that he, Dano could get shipped out. You know, if a team's given up on a guy that maybe Chevy wants, maybe a nice left-handed defenseman or something. Um, <laughs> you're maybe, giving up a pick, I think, if you're, uh, if you're trying to package that together. So. Yeah, which is, which is fine. I mean, maybe. Oh, for sure. Yeah, so – but maybe that's something that maybe they want to give him minutes with the boost, you know, so they could dangle him a little bit if, if he does clear and make it down. If that's even where he'll go, maybe he'll just 
hold out, go back to Czech Republic or wherever the heck he's from, and or Slovakia, sorry, and that hold out and retire. He's from Austria, isn't he? Is he Austrian? I thought he was. I don't know. Some I somewhere. Think he's in... he's, he's be... either Slovak, I think. Somewhere in uh, Europe. Okay, so anyways, we'll kind of we're pushing about twenty. And maybe just dip into a few negatives. Obviously, we kind of touched on a few, but maybe a few glaring negatives that you guys saw. So we'll start with uh, Ryan. What do you What do you have a few a few negatives that maybe they could work on? They well, I guess it goes back to what I said at the beginning. They were badly outshot to start the game. They were just slow. Carolina played last night, and they should have been the ones that were flat footed, and we had no feet underneath us. They were skating circles around us, and that needs a change because that's been a a regular with this team for years now. Is that they start every game slow? Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good that's a good point there. They just never been able to get off to that quick start. Like, how often do you like? Are they either down like ten two in shots or down one nothing or two nothing on the scoreboard in the first half of the first period? It probably happens more often than it should right for a team especially this talented that they that they have so uh chris you got any uh negatives there yeah i mean not not overall because i mean you win the game and that's great i mean i i'm always because it's game five the regular season i'm always looking big picture i i don't you know micromanage each game as much as a lot of people do you know overreaction monday and all that stuff right um but because of that, like you can look at tonight's game and, and have a couple of negatives, a couple of positives, but overall is where I like to look at it. And I have similar issues to what, what, what Ryan's saying is you wonder about the slow start. You wonder about the lack of, of uh, offensive pressure and, and shots and stuff like that. And so we're five games in. Is it a trend or is it just, you know, we're slumping to start and we're getting going? Last year, they won a lot of games where they probably shouldn't have because of the goaltending. And uh, are we going to play with that uh, sort of uh, issue again all year? I, I just th- – that that's always my thing. I Maybe I'm the wrong guy to do game recaps yeah. because I, I'm always looking big picture. I'd like one game at a time doesn't matter. We're going to make the playoffs, I'm pretty sure. Hmm. What are we doing on a on a game-to-game basis that's – good for the overall results is what I'm always thinking about. Yeah. And that's, that's a good point. Cause the jets, I believe they started four, three and two last year or five, four and two or something like that. And then in five, four and two, five, four and three, maybe something. All I know is in game 10, that's the one where they beat Pittsburgh seven, one. Some people were saying mm-hmm. that was kind of the, maybe a turning point of the season right then. And after game 10, right. Cause they really, didn't have that kind of winning percentage the rest of the year, another 10 game spans, right? Like that would yeah. put them at six, whatever that is, six, three and one or whatever the heck they were at that, at that, at that time. So I guess maybe when, when do they play Pittsburgh? Maybe that's when they'll have to turn it on again. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just more about, to me, it's just more about what they're doing than the result. Like they could have lost that game tonight two one and there's no different conversation that we're having, right? We're not having a different conversation if it's two one Carolina. I would just be dropping. I would, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but you know what I'm saying? We would just be saying, well, they needed to generate more shots and Brassois played good in net and, you know, Morrissey did well and conversation, just the result would be different. And so that's where I'm saying that what's the bigger picture when it comes to what are they doing as a, as a team? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good point. The bigger picture tonight is they got two points. They got the win. So, so that's that. Did we lose them again? We lost him again. We lost him again. Okay, so I guess we'll just uh, wrap it up right now then. I'm pretty sure we covered most of it. We're at just pushing 26 minutes now. So, so Yeah, for, I just uh, had one last thing for you. Oh, yeah. Marco Dano is Austrian. Is Austrian. I was checking that too. On the... <laughs> but he's with the Slovak national team. So. Okay, that's why I thought I'll he was take Slovak. take it as a victory. Yeah. <laughs> we all can. We'll, we'll call it a draw on that one. Yeah. Oh, oh. Mac is back right now. Uh, Let's Mac just stop acknowledging me re- returning. Let's just yeah. pretend like I'm just slipping back in. Just slipping, slipping, <laughs> slipping in and out. And he's got a lot, a lot going on. He's hopping on three different podcasts uh, at the same time. So, <laughs> um, so we were just about to wrap it up. So, Mac, you got anything you want to add? No, uh, I think uh, we just we we just keep going with what what we got here. Let's just keep winning, and everybody will be happy, right? Yeah, keep putting up those two points. So, uh, so thanks you guys for coming on tonight, and uh, hope hope all the listeners enjoyed. And yeah, we'll see you next time. All right.